going on guys annoyed lemon here how's it going i hope you had a great weekend uh this episode i'm gonna do today i was thinking about it over the weekend i'm gonna go over all kinds of fun facts about the coronation what to expect what is it i mean we know what it is but there's so much pomp and circumstance surrounding it we haven't had one in i don't know if whatever the 70 years whatever it is And also, I'm American. Most of my listeners are American, and I assume we don't really know all the things that go with it. There's a lot of different ceremonies and different things. Some of the ceremonies are secret, and they don't, uh, you won't find them televised anywhere. Same thing with uh, Queen Elizabeth's all those years ago. There's like a secret anointing ceremony none of us will be able to see. So we're going to talk all about that in preparation for Saturday's coronation. Now, on Saturday, May 6th, I am going to get my ass up at like 5 in the morning, probably a little bit before, because that's when the ceremonies start over there in the UK and England. They start around 10 a.m. or something like that. And so I'm going to get up, try to get myself awake, and watch this whole goddamn coronation And then I'll report on it, I think, as I watch it. I'll record my thoughts, what I'm thinking while I'm watching it. Uh, I'll cut in and out and we'll skip some boring parts. But that's what I'm going to do on Saturday. And then I'll publish it after it's all over on Saturday afternoon. But today, in the meantime, I wanted to like kind of get into the mood of what it's about, what's going to happen, some of the news surrounding it, because some things have come out in the news about it. Uh, There's actually going to be potentially I think there's going to be protests but nobody really by anti-monarchists over there but nobody really knows what to expect from them so we're going to talk all about that in this episode so then on Saturday I I know a little bit more of what is going on because there's going to be a lot of shit going on uh before I get into all that I wanted to say uh thank you to those of you who have reached out to me via my email I don't know if you remembered my email from TikTok um, can you find my email linked on the Spotify page? I don't know, but if you want to send me an email, I still have email. It's annoyed lemon tt at proton p r o t o n dot m e. So you can send me an email annoyed lemon tt at proton dot m e. All right, and a couple of you have sent me emails, so thank you. It was nice for you guys to reach out to me with your kind thoughts. I appreciate it very much. At the moment, like I said in the last uh, episode, I am not going to have any type of social media. I don't know if I'll say never again, but not anytime soon. It's just the whole thing is weird with what went on. By the way, the account that sent me this strange comment, uh, I don't, it's gone. <laughs> the, the account is completely gone. I'm not going to say the username or whatever. But I did report it uh, before my account went down when it all happened. So I don't know if it came down because I reported it or if it came down because the person's like, all right, I'm done with that. So let me take the account down. I don't know. But it's totally gone. So you won't catch me on social media anymore anytime soon because I don't know what I just don't. A lot of you wrote, you know, sent me some emails asking for now. It's just here. In the future, I might start a YouTube. Not right now, though. 
Uh, I might also put together my own little website just so you have a place to know where, you know, my things are listed, what's going on, stuff like that. Links to different things I might do. But for now, you're just going to find me on here. And as things start to develop, I'll let you know on here. And that's it. You can uh, follow me on Spotify here. And then it'll let you know and alert you when I release a new episode. I'm going to do try to do at least once every week. I might do a couple a week. Like this time, it's going to be two in one week. So that's that's what you can expect. Uh, what else was on it? Oh, as the podcast grows, hopefully it grows, uh, I will be able to be on, like right now it's solely on Spotify. So as the podcast grows over a certain amount of time, they allow you to go on like Apple, you know, podcasts and Google Play and all the different types of podcasts. And that comes with time, okay? There's a feature, there's supposed to be a feature uh, where you can leave me, a, I, I write a question and you can write a comment in the question and answer it each episode. So I did that on the last one, just basically saying, how's it going, guys? I think I put my email, maybe I put my email address in that. Maybe that's how you guys are finding me. I'm going to do that for every episode. So you can comment on there. It is not public, the comments. So if you're like, I don't want to comment because it's, it's not public, only I'm going to see them. We can communicate that way. If you have comments or questions or things you want to say about the episode that I just did, you could put them in there or you could send me an email. All right. Now, one more little piece of news, I guess I'll get out of the way. Somebody sent me, oh God, one of the people that reached out to my email sent me a link to a story about, about a Disney adult from New Jersey last week. Let me pull it up. Hold on. And because you know I'm from New Jersey. And the guy was found... masturbating on the new Ratatouille ride that ride I don't think that was there when I was there from the movie Ratatouille and the person sent me this and said this made me thought think of you and I'm I, I'm very flattered that an article about a guy from Jersey who's watching porn and smoking cigarettes on the Ratatouille ride at Epcot happened uh makes you think of me so Thank you. But um, so because you sent that to me, I will talk about it. So basically, the guy's name is uh, Robert Fitzpatrick. 36. Oh, my God. He's not that old. 36. He was arrested and charged with a misdemeanor and uh, for exposing his sex organs. Oh, my God. Down in the Orange County Clerk of Court. So he was, turns out when they arrested him, he was already a wanted man, of course, somebody like that. It's not shocking. Uh, there were warrants out for his arrest for sex crimes in California and in New Jersey. He was, I don't know if he was living down in Florida or visited there or what. And uh, further details on his out-of-state charges weren't really included in the Orange County report, but we know he was wanted. And what happened was, so he's on this the Disney cast members, working the Ratatouille ride, said at first they were like leery of this guy, Fitzpatrick, because he wanted to sit alone inside the rat. So I was never in this ride, but they're these little like, you know, cute little rats that you sit in to go on the ride. And he was requesting to be alone. And normally people don't like he didn't want no one else in his car, not even behind him, because I think there's a front seat and a back seat. And normally like that's a, you know, a little red flag for these Disney cast members when 
someone's asking to sit completely alone in, in that ride, right? Because it's like, what are you doing that you want nobody with you? But anyway, so right away their antennas went up, grown man asking to be alone. And they say generally guests share the cart with other people, especially if you're a single, you know, rider. So it was suspicious that he asked for it to be alone, but they they obliged and they gave him the cart by himself. Um, so then while they monitor the attraction, this was something I didn't realize though, I feel like I should have known, but I just never thought of it. They can monitor the attraction. They have surveillance rooms of every single attraction and they can see of every ride, it says here, everything anyone's doing in any seat in the entire ride, the whole ride. They watch you. And so from the surveillance room, they saw this guy Fitzpatrick light up a cigarette and start to touch himself down his hand, down his pants. On the, on the Ratatouille ride, like, I just, guys, I don't know. So twice during the ride, I don't know how long this ride is, but two times during this ride, they stopped the attraction and said on the loudspeaker announcement that smoking was not permitted. So again, I don't know how long this ride is. I can't imagine it's more than just a couple minutes. Two times they stopped the ride to say smoking's not permitted, right? The guy didn't get the hint or didn't care, and he kept smoking. So the ride continues on, and Fitzpatrick's, he, Fitzpatrick begins looking on his cell phone, pulling up pornography. And they can see... And these surveillance systems, just so you know, when you're in Disney, they could see what was on his cell phone. That's how good the surveillance system is, okay? They could zoom in, they saw he was looking at porn on the phone. Oh, and then he puts his hands in his pants and whatever. <laughs> but then he pulls his penis out in the open during the ride. And he starts full-on masturbating inside the cart with the penis out. Not even just with his hand down his pants. And, are you ready? Just brace yourself. He, I'm reading the article here that this person sent me. He ejaculated before he left the fucking ride. Guys. The sheriff has a video that he obtained from Disney Surveillance that shows the whole incident. So Disney could tell every little bit of what was going on. Now, there's a picture here, not of this guy, thank God, but of these little mouse carts. And they're little, tiny little carts. Cute little things. Girl, I can't. I can't. So, it says that it should be noted that although Robert Fitzpatrick was alone inside his cart, the cart has vents open to the public and is constantly being recorded while the ride is in motion. So what that means is people could see, people could see what was going on. It wasn't like he was enclosed in his own little thing. It wasn't private. Uh, the following day, Disney and law enforcement dealt with the second incident at Epcot the next day where another man was arrested for exposing himself at Epcot. What is happening? Is this something that happens often? People doing disgusting, exposing shit at Disney because I had never heard of this before. But I'm sh now I'm starting to think it probably happens a lot. Holy Christ. I know there was a guy I saw 
months ago or something on TikTok who was getting kicked out of Disney. He was getting banned. He made a whole video. And it was kind of unclear why they were kicking him out. There was like a woman in the police there. They were literally escorting him out of the Magic Kingdom. And they were like, oh, you want, we want to make sure you need a taxi. Like they were super nice about it, but they were like, you're banned for life from coming here. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell does this guy do to be banned for life? Well, he was making like knockoff merchandise and selling it in the Magic Kingdom. Girl, these people are crazy. That was another 30-something-year-old man. These men. No offense if you're a man, but what's going on? Get it together. So um, so another man was arrested the day the next day, okay? And the, the, the second man that was arrested, his name was Sherwin Shagan. I don't think I'm, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a little strange. Um, that that man was, has been constantly an issue inside the park. The second guy that exposed himself. It's not said whether or not he's been banned or not, though. Oh, and he was also charged with exposing his sex organs, which is a misdemeanor in Orange County. So there you go. That is um, the pub- also the, the public defenders that are defending this Fitzpatrick guy and the other guy have not been reached for any comment. Of course not. And it opened in 2021. Oh, here we go. The Ratatouille ride. So that's why I, I didn't experience it because that was before I was there. And um, anyways, and then it just talks about what the ride is. Who the hell cares? So that's the story. Thank you. I forgot the name of the person that sent this to me. But uh, there you go. I mean, listen, obviously we're not talking about everybody that goes to Disney World does these things. We got to give these disclaimers out there, right? This shit happens anywhere. People do this shit on the bus, on the train, on the airport. You know, crazy shit like this happens everywhere. Disney World's no exception, but... Ugh. Next time you're in Disney World and you're there's a guy by himself there, <laughs> I'd be thinking to myself, what are you doing here, dude? Why in Disney World by yourself, grown man? I'm sorry. I'm sure there's some people, obviously, that do it. They have no ill intentions, but... Okay, thank you. Moving on. <laughs> So here I have an article, several articles about the coronation, right? Inside King Charles's coronation. What's going to go on when it's ha- all the happening? So I'm going to let's talk about it. So first off, if you don't know, it's happening this Saturday, May 6th at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the U.S. It's happening over there around 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay, it's at Westminster Abbey, which is a church, if you didn't know. A very famous one. So, he will be crowned king alongside Queen Consort Camilla, who will no longer be referred to as Queen Consort after this ceremony. She will be Queen Camilla and King Charles, okay? Um, of course, King Charles ascended the throne right when the queen died. But this is like the official official. So that's the difference in case people were wondering. Now the code name for the whole coronation weekend festivities, which if it's a code name, I don't know why we all know. Because isn't that supposed to be a secret? But the code name is called Operation Golden Orb. Okay, just so you know. They like those code names over there, right? I guess that's some for some reason it's used. I don't know. We all know what it's called though. 
Um, and it will last, the celebration is going to last all weekend long. And it's going to be stuff from street parties to concerts to, of course, the pomp and circumstance of all the actual proceedings of that day, right? And, you know, to those of you, like, I'm not a, I, I thought I'm not, maybe I'm becoming one. I'm not, no, I'm not a royal family enthusiast. Though it is an important time in history, whether it's important for good reasons or important for bad reasons, I don't know. But it is an important time in history, that's for sure. So I, I, I'm a lover of history and I'm a lover of the world and of all things Europe also because I have a, my husband's from Europe, so I have a big connection to it. And I'm interested for those reasons. Am I interested because I like King Charles? Um, No. <laughs> so let's just get that or Camilla? No. But I am interested, as I think we all should be. It's a big monumentous moment in the world. So anyways, I wanted to get that out there. So what's going to happen, right? So they're going to do this procession. It's going to start at Buckingham Palace, where they live, and the king and the queen. And they're going to walk, I don't know, probably not walk. They're going to sit in a carriage. We'll have to see what the carriage is. You know, it's going to be all that Stuff similar to what we saw, I would think, at the funeral or other big events like weddings and stuff. And they're going to go all the way down to Westminster Abbey, right? So that starts at like 10, 10.30 in the morning. And the ceremony at the, at the church is supposed to start at 11, okay? Uh, their majesties will be crowned in the abbey in a service that will be conducted by the Archbishop of Canterbury. And... The Buckingham Palace ceremony will reflect the monarch's role today and what it will look like in the future. Now, there is all kinds of like, they did changes to how the ceremonies used to be done back when his, you know, Queen Elizabeth was crowned because it's a different world we live in now. And ain't nobody want to hear about somebody pledging allegiance like the people of the England and the UK coming and bowing and say we pledge our allegiance to you king in all your power ain't nobody want to really see that shit anymore maybe there's some people that still want you know do that but a lot of people are like all right already with the the guy has no actual power in this country so all of this is very ceremonial Maybe at one point, obviously we know in the past it mattered, but now, so they they made adjustments to how they're going to do things, right? Um, it's going to be a religious service, Christian religious service, okay? But the king, Charles, made it a point to say that he wanted to include all types of divinations and all types of cultures in this service, even though it is very much a Christian service, it's the crown is very much deeply, deeply rooted in Christianity. So, but he's wanting to kind of steer it away from like, well, the UK is full of all kinds of people and they're not all Christian. So let's all, you know, so they made these changes, right? Uh, it's retained. The ceremony you're going to see today has only a small bit of structure to what it was like over a thousand years ago. So it has changed over the years, but there are some things that still have remained the same and you still will see the same thing. Um, so for the last, one of those things is that the last 900 years, girl, can you, can we all just take a minute? 900 years. 
That is how long these, this royal family goes back. Longer, but for the last 900 years, the ceremony has taken place at Westminster Abbey. So it's taking place in, for the same 900 years in the same church since 1066. Oh my God, this doesn't even sound real, these numbers, right? These dates. So, and it's always been uh, conducted by the Archbishop of, of Canterbury, whoever that is. So these two things, no change, still happening like it was a thousand years ago. Um, so you'll see ceremonies that were seen in the late Queen Elizabeth service, like the oath, the homage and enthronement, different things, the anointing. And King Charles will have a, the crown of St. Edward placed on his head, which is officially, what, when that crown goes on his head, is the official moment when he is considered King Charles III. Now, there's different crowns. I didn't know this. I'm thinking he's wearing the same crown that his mother was wore. No, there's different crowns, and we'll get into it. So his is, the crown is called St. Edward, the crown of St. Edward, okay? He... So that's been around for a very long time. And that moment when the king, the crown hits his head, that's how it's been for like a thousand years. That means he's king. Um, he's going to sit on the coronation chair. You might have seen people talk about this. This is also, it's been around hundreds and hundreds of years. It's also known as Edward's chair. And he's going to be holding the sovereign scepter and rod to represent his control of the nation and the sovereign's orb to represent the Christian world. So the orb is like what I like to say. It's like a bottle of Crown Royal <laughs> liquor. That is exactly what the orb looks like. And the scepter is like the pole or whatever. And the one, the scepter signifies his control over the nation. And the orb signifies the Christian world. So girl, this is where people today are like, okay. But these two things are a little like, outdated don't you think so oh also i'll say like i said earlier the anointing will not be shown on tv it's hidden from the public and it always has been girl i don't know why what is the anointing that's like in the catholic church with the oil and they put it on your head i don't know maybe i should look into what is the anointing but i think it's something to do with that and for whatever reason it's private so nobody i don't know if anyone knows what's going on maybe they'll talk about it on Saturday while it's happening. We'll see. Um, it's going to be, they're going to represent the different faiths from the different community groups. There's going to be different uh, religious leaders from all over. Okay, that was the king's wish. And there's going to be ethnic uh, leaders of ethnic diversity from all over Britain as well. So that was his wish as well. Um, and he's then going to stand up and he's going to have to do a pledge to be the defender of the faith. That's what it's called, the defender of the faith. In the coronation oath. Um, but they say that palace aides and church officials plan to add additional wording and verbiage that allows the king to recognize all he serves and all religions. Because remember, before King Charles, say what you will about King Charles, he's always been very progressive in his thoughts of like how things should change in the monarchy. And, you know, obviously he had to wait until he was 70 something years old for it to happen. But before him, shit was very much, nothing was recognized as far as, you know, it was, you're Christian, that's it. So he's trying to shift it a little and change with the times. 
Now, there is a whole shitload of accessories. I don't know what else to call it. They call them the Coronation Regalia. And it's a, just a bunch of accessories. So there is like six different kinds of swords and staffs and maces, which mace is like a little stick. Swords, staffs, poles, I don't know, rods. There's six different kinds. There's the sword of mercy, the sword of spiritual justice, the sword of temporal justice, St. Edward's staff, the sword of state. And at different moments throughout this whole thing, you might hear them talk about it on Saturday. He's going to have to hold her, and they're going to use all these different friggin' swords. Uh, then we move on to the anointing part of the ceremony. And this is where there's something called a coronation spoon. It looks like a fancy gold spoon. I'm guessing that's what goes into the oil for the anointing. I don't know. There's something called an ampoula. I don't know what that is. It looks like the thing that's on the end of a flagpole of the American flag that looks like an eagle, except it looks like a goose. <laughs> A golden goose? I don't know, girl, what it does. There's that. Um, there's the sovereign's ring, which is this big ass ring that has like a sapphire in the middle, white diamonds around the side, a big ass sapphire in the middle, white diamonds around the side, and red rubies on top of the sapphire that looks like a cross. Girl. Uh, there's spurs, some type of royal spur, like literally spurs that cowboys wear when they're doing a rodeo there's a jeweled sword of offering there's these clasps that look like gold cuffs wrist cuffs the orb of course which looks like a bottle of crown royal <laughs> obviously that's where crown royal comes from um and the sovereign scepter with the cross and scepter with the dove that's the, the stick the pole they hold the scepter um they show saint edward's crown which looks nice. We'll see it Saturday, but it's, you know, looks like crown, you know, purple velvet or something's nice. There's the queen consort's ring, which is this big, I don't know if that's some kind of pink diamond or a topaz. It's this bright, bright pink, or maybe it's some type of ruby or something or garnet it's hard to tell from this picture and then it's, it's big stone and has all diamonds around it so i guess she queen camilla is going to be given some kind of ring she i guess will also be crowned with queen mary's crown there's the th a third crown the imperial state crown girl i don't know who puts that on their head if it even happens and then there's the queen consort's scepter with a cross and rod with a dove so she is going to have a scepter as well and a ring and a crown and everything else so there you go girl now for queen elizabeth's coronation there was over eight thousand guests from 129 different countries uh that is that has been cut down drastically. So now it will be limited to just 2,000 guests, okay, for King Charles. And um, it's going to be a diverse group. King Charles requested that of uh, different representatives from all his different charities and affiliations from across the world. So we'll see. Um, only a minority of MPs and peers have been invited to the ceremony. So I don't, what's, a, what's an MP? I guess personal people they're friends with and family is only a very small amount. The rest is, you know, people from around the world. Um, 
and there's about 1250 volunteers to help this happen. Wow. Meanwhile, uh, Prince George, you know, little Prince George, William and Kate's son, he is set at this moment to become the youngest future king to play an official role at a coronation. And he is going to be named by one of his grandfather's four pages of honor. So he's going to be a page of honor and he's going to be the youngest future king to play a role in a coronation. So that's a special little moment coming. Let's see. They're going to give him, he's going to be tasked with carrying the king's robes alongside three other pages of honor. Oh, and here's their names. Schoolboys, Lord Oliver Cholumdenili. Holy Lord. He's 13. Nicholas Barclay, 13. And Ralph Tolomache, 12. All three are the sons of His Majesty's friends. Okay. And little Prince George is going to be in there with them. The Queen has chosen to include as her own pages of honor, her three grandsons. So twins, Gus and Louis Lopez. No, that's not pronounced Lopez. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, girl, her grandson's got the last name Lopez. No, it's Lopes. I pronounced it wrong. It, the twins are Gus and Louis Lopes, L-O-P-E-S, 13, and Freddie Parker Bowles, 13, as well as her great nephew, Arthur Elliott, 10. Okay, so those, when you see those kids, now you know. The music, let's get to the music. So the king has asked for a Greek Orthodox music ceremony to be played in the service in tribute to his late father, the Duke of Edinburgh, to be performed by Byzantine Chant Ensemble. I guess that's what uh, Prince Philip used to enjoy listening to, so he's doing that for his dad. Uh, Lord Lloyd Webber has also been commissioned by the king to write his coronation anthem in what the composer hopes will reflect the joyful occasion. So composer Lloyd Webber will be doing a piece for him. The anthem is one of 12 new pieces, oh, of music selected personally by the monarch for his ceremony. And if we know from Harry's book, Spare, uh, King Charles is very big in particular about his music choices. And it was something that him and Meghan had in common. They liked a lot of the same music and enjoyed a lot of the same music. So, well, interesting to see what he's chosen. Now, the Ascension Choir, which is a group of eight hand-picked singers, will perform at the Duke and Duch oh, that performed at the Duke and Duchess of Sussex's wedding, have also been chosen for this ceremony. So there you go, a little representation. Um, the Ascension Choir will sing Alleluia, O Sing Praises, becoming the first gospel group to perform in Westminster Abbey for a coronation. Wow. Wow. I think that's really nice of him that he's using the same group that Meghan asked and wanted at her and her and Harry's wedding, that he's having them at the coronation. I haven't heard anybody talk about that. So that's, I'm pretty impressed by that, King Charles. Um, the group will sing during the main service as part of a two-part composition 
that was commissioned from the award-winning TV and film composer Debbie Weissman. Okay. Another first at the coronation will be the Welsh language, oh, performance of Paul Miller's Coronation Curie. The song will be sung by bass baritone Sir Bryn Turfel and the choir of the Westminster Abbey in the main part of the service. So they're going to be speaking some Welsh. If you remember, if you watched The Crown or you just know, King Charles had to learn how to speak Welsh when he became Prince of Wales. And he didn't really want to. And he wasn't really happy that he had to do it. And it was hard, but he did it. He did it. So that's interesting. Uh, the palace, well, I don't know if he didn't really want to. That's how they portrayed it in, in The Crown. So allegedly. Uh, the palace said that six of the new songs have been composed for orchestra and will be performed by before the service begins. Okay, so got to keep an eye on it. That's why I got to wake up at 5 a.m. to watch all this shit. Uh, now we get a picture of the invitation. Beautiful invitation. Wow. I'd like to know who made that. Maybe I'll look that up after I'm done with this article. Um, it's a gorgeous invitation. My goodness. I like it a lot. So the pre-service commission will be composed by Judith Weir, master of the King's music. And the first performance uh, will be by the Coronation Orchestra. So there's a special orchestra put together specifically for this. Um, there are members from uh, the Philharmonic Orchestra, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, and the BBC National Orchestra of Wales all brought together to do this. Uh, there's Voices of the World will be performed as a celebratory musical. Okay. So there's going to be music from all over the world being played. And um, it will build and build. The ceremony and pageantry will build to a triumphant finale. So, girl, all right. Wake me up in the morning on Saturday, that's for sure. Uh, let's see. And let's get into what will happen after the coronation, right? So we watched this. We watched them walk the procession. We watched all the music, listen to everything. So after the ceremony, the king and queen will begin to return back to Buckingham Palace in the coronation procession. Uh, it's been revealed that the route will be a fraction of length of Queen Elizabeth's route, raising fears that many royal well-wishers may miss out on a chance to see the new monarch. Oh, they have a map here. It's going to be 1.3 miles, and it's shorter, I guess, than what Queen Elizabeth did. I guess for safety reasons, I'm not quite sure why. Uh, and so maybe not everybody will get to see them. Oh, Queen Elizabeth's was five miles long coronation procession after the ceremony. So yeah, his is only like 1.3 miles. That's quite a bit shorter. But girl, who who remembers? Who remembers? Who was there? How many people were actually there at Queen Elizabeth's coronation? Not many that are going to be there at King Charles. Let's keep it real here. So I don't think, you know, whatever. Um, they're going to go up that thing called the mall, which is like that thing that has a bunch of trees. <laughs> It just looks like a road with a bunch of trees. And then they go across and then back. Okay. So 
the king and queen and senior members of the royal family will stand on the Buckingham Palace balcony for the fly past uh, to conclude the day's ceremony. So we're going to see that. And then once we see them on the balcony and they do that whole waving thing that they do, that's it. Uh, it's going to be televised. It's estimated that they think about 27 million people in the UK are going to watch it. And they don't say, though, how much across the world. But And 11 million on radio. So what's going to happen the day after the coronation on Sunday? Okay, so people across Britain will take part in the coronation big lunch during which neighbors and communities will be invited to share food and fun. Oh, it's like the whole country just parties. The king and queen have personally chosen a French-inspired quiche to mark their coronation, featuring spinach, broad beans, cheese, and tarragon. So if you are a, you know royal enthusiast maybe you can make that for sunday brunch for the next day a quiche you know how to make a quiche it's just a bunch of egg and you get like pastry dough you can even get them already made and do spinach broad some type of bean cheese and tarragon there you go and you can celebrate just like they're they're doing the government announced that the prime minister will host a big lunch at downing street on the sunday after and that guests will include community volunteers from across the country meanwhile the culture secretary has also called on the public to showcase their local celebrations on a digital map to mark less than two months to go until the event. Oh, this is old. So people all over the whole country are going to be celebrating. There's going to be a concert, right? Uh, that's going to be Sunday night. Uh, will be staged and broadcast live at Windsor Castle by the BBC. Oh, wait. It's going to happen... It's going to be broadcast Sunday evening. So in the U.S., it'll be earlier for us on Sunday, right? Because there'll be, right? If this happens Sunday evening over there, for us, it'll be Sunday sometime in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, among the performers at the concert, you're going to see Take That, Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, the Italian opera singer Andrea Pacelli, the Welsh bass baritone Sir Bryn Turfel, which is, he's also singing at the ceremony, and the singer-songwriter Freya Ridings. More than 57 locations across the UK, from Burnmouth to Belfast, will be putting up big screens, meaning more than 100,000 people will be able to watch the events in their hometown. So you just go to the big park, put a big up screen up, They're going to be people are going to be watching it that way. Uh, and there's going to be big, huge television screens, Hyde Park, Green Park, St. James Park, and London, all the parks, all the parks. They're going to have it on the screen for all the people in all the parks in the UK. Uh, the Monday after that day is a holiday over there, May 8th for the coronation. So ain't nobody going to be working on Monday. And, uh, that's also called the public will be encouraged to volunteer on that day to join different projects in their local areas and it's called the big help out so it's considered a holiday but he doesn't want you to just sit around and putz around he wants you to get out and do something in your community and help out your community i think that's a nice sentiment i don't know if that's something they did for queen elizabeth but i think that's nice and they want that to be across the country and be a lasting legacy from then on out to recruit more and more volunteers and you know okay great 
Uh, it's expected that more than 6 million people across the nation will take part in that volunteering day, the big help out. A survey from more than 2,000 adults from across the UK shows that younger respondents were more likely to plan to participate, okay, in the volunteering. On average, 24% of 25 to 35-year-olds and 19% of 18 to 24-year-olds plan to get involved that day. So that's nice, the big help out. People are looking forward to the service itself and the celebration around it, but it also shows a real appetite to make the coronation something that has a longer-term legacy in communities up and down the country, okay? So, what crown does the king wear? So like I said earlier, the king will be crowned with St. Edward's crown. So that crown is made of solid gold, of course, girl, we didn't think anything else, and features over 400 gemstones, including rubies, garnets, and sapphires. And he will leave the abbey wearing the imperial state crown. So the ceremony, they put the St. Edward's crown on his head, but when he leaves and does his, you know, procession out the church he's wearing a different crown he'll be wearing the imperial state crown so that's what that makes sense now when i saw all those other crowns i'm like why there's so many crowns okay girl uh he's thought likely to arrive at his coronation in his military uniform so i guess they don't know for sure what he's going to have on which would then form his main base attire for the ceremony however he's going to appear in a bunch of different robes throughout this whole spiel <laughs> Okay, he's going to wear the robe of state when he enters Westminster Abbey. This is also known as the Parliament robe, and it's worn for the state opening of Parliament. And he's then going to wear another other sacred different robes and garments at different points throughout the ceremony. You want to know about them? I don't really know. Let's, let's just look real quick. It says here's details. Let's see real quick. Oh, it's a whole nother article. Oh my God, look at this thing. I wish I could show you. You, you look up, just look up, you know, Coronation Day robes. Gorgeous. I'm not going through all that right now, though. My goodness. So what's the golden orb? I told you that is the orb of like, it's the whole Christian world. Oh, I'm sorry. Scratch what I just said. I'm skipping ahead. So Operation Golden Orb, I told you that's the gold name, the code name. That's a secret, but it ain't no secret. Um, anyways, who's going to, I'm skipping through all these different parts. Sorry, I'm losing my track. Who's paying for this shit? Who's paying for the coronation? Seems like it's going to cost a lot of money, right? So the government pays, of course, for the coronation. And the king, though, has reportedly expressed a wish that his service is considered Good value, it says in quotes, given that it comes during a cost of living crisis. So I saw on the news today them say that it's going to cost, the royal family costs the public of U UK $90 million a year. Now it equates to like one pound, one euro and change for every person, which seems like not a big deal. But during a time when there's such economic crisis, a lot of people are having a hard time swallowing $90 million a year going to 
what one woman described when I saw her on the news this morning as something that's archaic and outdated and not even needed anymore. So I guess what King Charles is reporting because he knows this is going to be an extra expense than normally happens every year put onto the public. Um, he's asking basically that everybody says like, you know, just, just, just good value. I don't even know what good value means. Like, oh, I'm going to do a good job for you. So you should be okay with paying for all this. I don't know. Uh, let's see what it says. Oh, it doesn't say. Uh, or maybe he means he's not going to spend that much in good. It's going to be a good value, like Walmart, good value brand. What does that mean? I don't know. I guess he's saying he's trying not to spend so much. I don't know. Um, the title Queen Camilla was used for the first time by Buckingham Palace on the coronation invitation and it emerged as Queen Consort would be officially dropped. So the minute they put that queen crown on her head, her ass ain't queen, queen consort anymore, so you better not say it. <laughs> as much as you, as much as it might pain some of you to call Camilla Queen Camilla. I told my husband that yesterday we were watching, or it was last night about the coronation on CNN. They had like a special, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, she's gonna be the queen." And my husband's like, "She's gonna be the queen." I'm like, "Yeah." There's no more queen consort. She is the queen of England and he's the king. And he was like, I guess like he didn't he, like, no, but none of us really think of her like that. Right. Even over here in the U S we're like, what? She's the queen. She harasses the queen. Swallow that pill. <sighs> now, but it says that uh, her Royal aides revealed that queen Camilla has was now considered an appropriate title. So I guess people were already kind of calling her queen Camilla you know, over there at the Buckingham Palace anyway. So there will be a service of Thanksgiving set to be held for the king at St. Giles Cathedral in Edinburgh, which he will be presented with Britain's oldest crown jewels. That will happen right after the coronation weekend. He will be presented with honors of different honors. One of them is the Honors of Scotland which are normally on display in the crown room at Edinburgh Castle and are the oldest regalia in British Isles. So he's going to get a bunch of different gold and gems and shit, guys. The honors, as they're called, which were, the, were last used for a coronation to crown King Charles II at Scone in 1651, will be escorted from the Edinburgh Castle to the cathedral by a people's procession of about 100 representatives from different walks of life across Scotland. They are composed of the crown of Scotland, the sword and the scepter, and the date from the late, they date back to the late 15th and 16th centuries. During the reigns of James V, fourth and James V, the grandfather and father of Mary, Queen of Scots. These motherfuckers been around a long time. I mean, this is as an American. I'm sorry. Let me check. As an American, it almost is not real. Like listening to this and watching it. It like, am I watching? A, what's that fucking movie where the friggin guy puts paints his face blue? Mel Gibson. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm not forget what that movie's called. Like, I think about that. Like. No, he's the what? This shit still exists. These people still have these things in museums. They bring them out. He's gonna be wearing them. She's gonna be wearing them. Like this is crazy to me. 
Um, there's supposedly going to be cheering crowds and they expect all this stuff at the, in Edinburgh and at the cathedral and everything else. So that's the end of this article. So there you go. That's the gist of everything and how it's going to go and what you can expect. Now, what I want to talk about is some protests around this day. They're not really sure what to expect, at least last I saw. Um, here we go. Britain's largest anti-monarchist movement are set to take are set to stage large-scale protests. Oh, girl, along the procession route of King Charles III's coronation. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't know they were going to do it along the route. Oh, that's maybe why the route has been shortened down so much to try to prevent some of that from happening. The protests will largely center around the statue of Charles I. Oh, they know where they're going to be. Who was beheaded in 1645, leading to a short-lived republic in Britain. Girl, why they, they beheaded him? The people beheaded him? What is going on? I don't see it. I don't know that much about English history. Anyways, they're supposed to be there. So, you know, I, my ass is, that's another reason why I'm up. I'm not just getting up because I want to see him in all these fancy shits. I'm up to, or see Prince Harry. That's really why I'm up. But I want to see what can, might go down. <gasps> oh, God. All right. So let's a little, read a little bit further. Girl. Oh, you know what? Let's read this article from seven hours ago. Because this last one was from seven days ago. And maybe we want to get like... The latest info, no? Okay, here we go. Yes, I accept the cookies. Here we go. The group, which is called Republic, our protesters was founded in 1983 with the aim of achieving an elected head of state within the United Kingdom. So this is a group of people that started in 1983 that are like, we don't want a monarchy and we want representation in this country. There you go. They have signs. You'll see a lot of their signs. They'll be yellow with black lettering. And they usually say things like, not my king. <sighs> oh, Lordy. Uh, Republic believes that the Charles, that Charles's ascension to the throne is an opportunity to draw global attention to their cause of ending the monarchy. The eyes of the world will be descending upon London next Saturday, May 6th. So, so they want people, they want to get it out there. Graham Smith, who heads the group, wants to expose what he refers to as an anachronistic institution with no place in a 20th century democracy, something which he feels is of heightened importance currently given the cost of living crisis. Over a thousand people are expected to dress in yellow and join the protest next weekend in which they will uphold place cards calling for the abolishment of, sorry, that was terrible, abolishment of the monarchy and give a series of speeches. So they're going to be all over the whole weekend's festivities. As King Charles III passes by the statue of his predecessor, King Charles I, the group planned to chant, 
not my king, and boo loudly. I'm glad they got their plans out there. Since when a protesters put out their whole plan of what they're doing, like we're going to stand here, we're going to say this, we're going to wear this. But I guess the whole point of what they're doing is they want the world to know. So that's why these articles have been written about it, right? The monarchy's popularity has been waning for a number of years, an issue which has become even more pronounced since the Queen's passing. According to a recent government poll, I told you, I spoke about this back when I was talking about spare. Um, they They do a lot of polls over there. We do it too over here. But they do a lot of polls over there whether or not people think there should be a monarchy or not. So according to this government poll, 73% of the British public were in favor of the monarchy in 2012. 73% of people in 2012 were in favor of it. However, now it's dropped down to 53%. So almost half the nation of Britain has anti-monarchy sentiments. Half. Girl, we know what it's like in America when you got half the country thinking one way and half the country thinking another. That's not so good. The poll also found that a paltry 9% of the population cared a great deal about the upcoming coronation of King Charles III, with figures indicating support is weakest among younger generations. Well, we know that. The younger the generation goes, the less likely they give a shit about seeing King Charles on the throne, okay? Um, Anti-monarchists in Wales and Scotland have been buoyed in recent times by the comments of their respective leaders. Uh, You have both stated their want to end the system of monarchy. So they're looking for some government representation more and more. I think they're probably going to get it in the years to come, especially if 53% only are in favor of having a monarchy in that whole country. So, there you go. Girl, we got a lot to look forward to on Saturday. There's a lot going on. Like I said, this is a major event, whether you're for the monarchy or not, taking place in history. I understand a lot of you aren't going to wake up at the crack of dawn or stay up all night if you're in the West Coast to watch it. But at least watch the the clips afterwards. I'm sure it'll be all over TikTok. But inform yourselves beyond TikTok because TikTok only shows the sensation, you know. You got to inform yourself a little bit more than that. So one of the other things I wanted to look up was who made this invitation? Girl, who made that invitation? Because as someone who went to school for design, I love art. Who made... Coronation invitation. Gorgeous illustrations on it. It's really nice. I'm just curious. Oh, there's a name. It's one person. I'm thinking it's a team. Andrew Jameson. He is the artist who designed the invitation. However, it was revealed that the invitation was designed, oh, and painted by Andrew Jameson a artist and manuscript um, illuminator of greater seniority, a field in which he has worked in for over 40 years. Why does it say however? Hold on, let me click on this. I was just reading the highlight. Oh, it's showing. So why I think the, why I love the invitation so much is there's all these gorgeous illustrations all around it 
of different botanical plants and things, which I always, I love that type of illustration. So there's like strawberries and different types of herbs. Um, and in the center, there's like almost like a lettuce or a cabbage head that's turned into like a face with a crown on top. It's really pretty. It's really, really gorgeous. Um, this is a whole article just about the invitation. I knew, girl, when I just saw that invitation, I knew there was, there was, there is no joke right there. It's all original artwork. It was originally hand-painted in watercolor and um, gouache. Gouache is a type of paint, if you didn't know. So the British water wildflower meadow bordering the invitation is lilies of the valley, cornflowers, wild strawberries, dog roses, bluebells, and a sprig of rosemary for remembrance, together with wildlife, including a bee, a butterfly, a ladybird, a wren, and a robin. Flowers appear in groupings of three, signifying the king becoming the third monarch of his name. I knew all this shit had meaning because that everything they do over there, every robe that's embroidered with something, everything, there's like a meaning with the numbers and the type of plants they use. They all have meaning. Really gorgeous. Take a minute if you're interested and go look it up. So this guy's been an illustrator for many years and it talks about... He gives his whole resume. I'm not going over that. Where he worked and what he did, where he went to art school. Girl, very nice. Anyways, so that's pretty much it, guys. Um, let's see if there... I saw something about Megan. Hold on. Uh, before I go. I thought I briefly, just um, earlier this morning thought I saw something about Harry and Meghan. Meghan in particular around the coronation. I can't remember. Uh, Harry will attend the king's coronation. Meghan says, yeah, we know, we know. Maybe not. Maybe it was just some bullshit. Let me look one more thing up. Oh, there was something in the... You know what it probably was regarding the... Um, lawsuit that Harry has going on. Uh, Meghan Markle's estranged family speaks out five bombshells from their tell-all. Oh, who cares? I thought I saw something. Family is seeing... Who cares about Meghan Markle's dumb family? I'm sorry. I don't care. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are reportedly leading separate lives okay it's all a bunch of bullshit so there was nothing never mind I don't know I just thought maybe she's gonna show up there I got a little bit excited I saw a little something but it, I don't think it's anything uh okay so that's it guys so there you go get prepared get ready like I said 5 a.m I'm gonna be up I'm gonna watch it I'm gonna record my thoughts and shit while I watch it I'm not going to record like for hours and hours, but just as things pop into my head, I'm going to record them and I'll release it later that day. Okay. I'm excited in, in a way that's, you know, this is a major event. So not excited to wake up five in the morning, but that's okay. It can, I'll sacrifice one day. All right. I'll talk to you all Saturday. If you have any comments or questions or anything you want to say or whatever, uh, you can email me, annoyedlemontt at proton.me. Send me an email. There will be a link to that with a question in the 
header notes, head footnotes, whatever of this episode. You'll see it. And all right. Stay safe out there, guys. I'll talk to you on the weekend. Thank you.